Y'all already know where y'all are at, dude. I do the same intro every week, man. How are y'all doing? Welcome to the show. Hope y'all having a good week, dude. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Um, I ain't having the best week. I'll watch the Saints go down for the fourth time. Fourth year in a row in the playoffs. And it sucks, bro. I'm sick of having my heart ripped out by football from a sport that I didn't even play. I didn't even play the damn sport, y'all. I didn't. And it hurts me. The things that fucking hurt me, it's ridiculous. Like my old lady could leave me and fuck my brother. And I pro- I might could hold it together. But I watched my damn Saints go down in the visual round of the playoffs, dude. You're going to see me fucking mope like a bitch, son. <laughs> and I haven't... I haven't made it easy on myself either, dude. I picked the worst week to start a new, watching a new show. I started watching this show, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I don't know if y'all watched it. It's like these, uh, it's it's these surgeons, right? It follows these surgeons, and the show is like them in their interactions with their patients. So the patient could be like this little kid, and they're like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And the kid's like, "I want to be a basketball player." And they're like, "Really? Because we're gonna." get really attached to you throughout the episode, and the end, you're gonna die. And then I'm just like, fuck! I couldn't have picked a different week? (laughs) But I'm trying to get it together, y'all. And I will. I will get it together. And I try to get it together for this episode, man. Um, I had a lawyer on that show this week, because what better way to make yourself feel better than to talk to a guy that's obviously way smarter than you? And uh, (laughs) I did it. I don't know a damn thing about the law, but I thought it'd be interesting, dude. He's a guy who's always calling out these labels on Twitter, and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Get all these artists paid. And he's like, I'm trying to get these artists paid. And I'm like, I'm trying to get paid. Hell yeah, let's get on the show and talk about it. You know what I'm saying? They hand me contracts. I'm like, I can't read this. And they're like, and he's like, fucking, I'll fucking read it. And I'll have my eyes closed. He seems like he knows his shit, dog. You need a guy like this in your corner, man. I don't know a damn thing about the law, but I do know about asking people weird-ass questions. And so that's what I did this week. But for real, though, dude, I do see this guy on Twitter doing his thing, calling out people, making sure all the artists that he represents are okay, and even looking out for artists that he doesn't even represent. I saw him, and I was like, hey, hell yeah, you represent some people that I know. I see you do some cool shit. Let's talk about it. Let's get your perspective on this music industry. Because, honestly, I'm going to be real. I ain't never thought of checking out the law side of the industry. Who thinks about the law? This guy does, dude. And so, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Adam Friedman. Well, dude, I mean, I figured if I was going to talk to a lawyer, I might try not to look so white trash. <laughs> but here, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll level. Wait, when you sit down, let me ask you. I think you unbuttoned the, the suit when you sit down, right? Isn't that true? Yeah. what you do? Cool. Okay, that's what yep. I'll do. But here, dude, I'll, let, I'll level the playing field, dude, so so it's a little little bit more comfortable in here. I'll just fucking crack up in a cold one. And you're just having a conversation with the, uh, with, just the, with the dude at the... Uh, where, where, where would I be? I'd probably be at, like, the sorority parties. 
be like a like a like the dad. Yeah, right. I'd, I'd be I'd, I'd be a dad. Uh, s not escort. Uh, chaperone hitting on the other chaperone. Women. There we go. That's what I was going for. Nice. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing today? Yeah, I mean, are we just going right into it. Yeah, dude, I'm already going, man. Already ready. Do you, oh, you, you want to talk about something yeah. before before we before? I mean, I can cut all this out. You want to you want to go over something before? I, I mean, I figured we just go no, right into it. <laughs> Huh? I'm ready. Yeah, just cool, I'm dude. ready. Hell yeah. Well, dude, for the listeners, man. Well, first off, the name's Mitch. You know what I'm saying? Nice to nice to uh, meet you again. You know, you, you and I met briefly one night, but it's uh it's good to see yep. you again. Hope you're having a good day. Um, for the people that are listening, the people who don't know who you are, kind of give like a brief, uh, you know, tell people who are, who you are and what you do. So I am a so I'm Adam. I'm a solo entertainment attorney. And I represent a lot of people in the music industry, a lot of artists, managers, record labels, but a lot of your friends in dubstep too. Hell yeah, man. And and, and I wanted to have you on the show, dude, because I see you on Twitter and your Twitter gets me hype, dude, because it's like sometimes like, you know, I was doing a little bit of research on you before, you know, I was hitting you up. I was like, man, how professional am I going to be able to cuss? And then you're like tweeting like, yo, fuck this, get your money. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Okay. This guy seems tight. And I see you on Twitter, just out there fighting for artists, man, and just kind of keeping it real. So I was like, this guy would be fun to have on the show. So I'm glad. Awesome, you're yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me. So what you been up to, man? You been suing some folks or what? Like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> same, same shit, different day. Just uh, yeah, just going after, going after these labels, getting people their money that they deserve. So is it, is there more of that right now? Do you feel like more artists are kind of reaching out, trying to get their royalties? right now because there's not as much income coming in normally do you feel people are now like oh shit that label never paid me for this track is is that is that more common right now definitely especially in the electronic world a lot of people are looking back at these record deals that they signed with some of these smaller edm labels usually run by an artist and they're realizing that may have not been the smartest move so at least they're learning for going forward that's the one positive about all this do you think like um you know, I guess like I never really paid attention to the whole law side of the uh, music industry because it's just a side that like not a lot of people pay attention to. And I guess it's not just like something that jumps out being sexy, you know what I mean? But like there's a lot of shit that goes into these contracts, man. And uh, and I'll tell you what, man, I <laughs> I haven't read a lot of them. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real with you. And I know, you know. <laughs> Good no, you and, and, most, and most artists. I do now. I have I have I have people uh, in my corner that help me read them now. That's for sure. Awesome. Um, but yeah, man. So, so like, um, do you think because of people like you, you know what I'm saying? Because you, like I said, I, I never paid attention to that whole law, law side of it. But then I see people like you that are kind of loud about it with the music on the music side of it. Do you think people like you who are just being really loud about it are going to kind of get some of these labels to kind of change their ways on like these contracts or these royalties, like just getting people paid out? I hope so. The interesting, I mean, that's true with all sorts of business. I'm sure you've been at shows and the promoter doesn't want to pay and you or your manager has to puff your chest out to get the money. Mm. It's basically what I'm doing. It's not even like, quote, like law stuff. I'm puffing my chest out the same and making these same sort of threats will never work with you again. And then they pay right away. Yeah. So for my clients, a lot of these guys have changed, but it, I doubt that they've really changed across the board. Yeah, what what are like some of the most common things that are like that you kind of deal with? And I don't I don't want to like, you know, 
get like uh you know take away from what you like a, advice you know like free advice i don't want to like kind of get that but like i just want to know like what are like those common things that you deal with like as being a lawyer like what's the most common thing in these contracts that people are getting fucked over on or hitting you up about i mean at least like so pre-covid a lot of these dubstep artists they didn't really need a lawyer that often most of their income is through shows the show the shows just go how they they do what they do the, the agents handling all that but now I'd say more so I'm getting more involved. They're actually taking an extra look at these label contracts. Is this actually a good deal? A lot of them never thought about that. They, they do what's standard. A lot of these la electronic labels give like 50-50 net profit splits. Is that even a good deal if you think about it? No, it's not, dude. Stuff, like, stuff like that. I've done some. I did a deal one time. I'm not going to name with who, though. And it was like, it was a collab on a track. And it was like a 70-30 split. Like seventy to the label, and I was like, "This sucks, bro." But that was the, yeah. that was the deal, and it was a while back, but that was the deal. Yeah, a lot of artists also may not realize how much leverage they actually have. Like, why do that deal? Why not move on and take it to a different label that cares more? Yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, why music law? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a. Uh, are there classes on? I mean, there has to be classes on shit like that, obviously, but like. I just don't know a lot of music lawyers and I, and don't get me forgive me if this sounds wrong but like wouldn't another type of lawyery if that's even a right word wouldn't that be a little bit more profitable or maybe I'm just all wrong about this you know what I'm saying but like why music law for you I mean music I guess is has been my thing I've actually had every job in the music industry I played music growing up I played in bands in college and did the whole struggle tour situation then became a blogger where it's asking for free tickets in exchange for coverage then became a manager, then a promoter. So it's sort of the natural progression. So I, so I went to law school sort of not knowing what I was gonna do with my life, that sort of typical thing. But I knew that I was gonna do something in music and I knew that being a lawyer couldn't hurt. If, only, if, if anything, it would help. And it got me where I am today. Yeah. Was it, so is, 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 I know law school's a bitch, dude. My, dad, uh, my brother went to law school and he, he, he know, I knew it was a motherfucker, especially the bar too. But is, is, is music law, like, is that a little easier route through of law? Or is you have to go through all the other steps, too? Like, do you have to take a lot of those same courses or shit like that? I know, like, yeah, yeah, I have another question, but I'll let you answer, answer that one. <laughs> no, yeah. I guess, like, why do you think music law would be different than at least other kinds of entertainment law? That's true. No, Contracts, I, intellectual property, business. Yeah, no, I mean, that's totally true. I, I You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like the, I guess when I think of lawyers, I just think of divorces. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I feel like, like that's just like one of the most common thing is just like No, I meet I meet a family friend and my mom introduces me so and so as a lawyer. They do something completely different. If they do civil litigation if they're in a courtroom, what I do is completely different. Right on. We have, we have yeah, we have nothing in common. Let me ask you this, dude, since I'm talking about divorce, right? So like what if uh what if uh you know, an artist is getting a divorce, do are their wives or like their husbands whichever ones are splitting? Do they get entitled to royalties? Does, is that when you bring in a, a music lawyer? Is that whenever you kind of come in, you're like, oh, wait, I'm kind of doing a, a, a divorce royalty split right now. <laughs> I mean, that could happen. I've never thought about that. I actually have no idea how that would play out. I mean, weird as hell. but Yeah, weird. super specific of a situation. <laughs> I guess so, man. I guess so. So do you work, like, what type of artist do you majority work with? Did you say it was majority, like, electronic, or are you just, like, all It's a lot, of a lot of electronic artists, a lot of people in hip-hop, but then, and then the rest sort of miscellaneous. I have some, uh, 
like some of the, I represent a few of the touring videographers in, in the game and then some music video people. I have a full length movie client. I have a comic book designer client. It's really all over the place. Oh, that's what's up, dude. Hell yeah. Dude, let, so do these like, uh, lawsuits or whenever there are lawsuits say like for like royalties or using uncleared samples and stuff like that that's actually something i do want to get into but like what is a courtroom lawyer fight like is it any different is it like your honor he said i love bad bitches that's my fucking problem he clearly stole that from my client like is it is it shit like that or like what's that law like because i when i think of like movies and shit like that you know these lawyers are fighting in front of like you know the the uh the 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 juror yeah i mean to be honest my only experience with that sort of thing is i had an internship for a judge while i was in law school and we saw all sorts of cases i mean it really is like that it's super formal you have to say your honor if you don't have your shirt tucked in the, if you're if you have your tie askew they'll make a comment mm. I ain't wearing shoes right now. I'm gonna be honest with you. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Zoom court, and I hear Zoom court with these old judges is weird, with with COVID and all that. Damn, they actually doing that? They're doing a Zoom criminal court. It's from the judges' houses. It's weird. That's awesome though. But like, what if like? <laughs> oh wait, so the judge is at the house. What about like the people who were like, say the um, the victim or the person who's in trouble? Are they actually in the courtroom or are they at home too? Yeah, no, they're just all in their houses. And the weird part is, are they going to take it as seriously when they're not wearing shoes <laughs> underneath the table? That's true, dude. I'm not even wearing a belt. <laughs> and you don't even know. You don't have... I, I might not even be wearing pants, bro. You don't even know. You know what I'm saying? But imagine deciding people's lives while not wearing pants. That's that... what's happening these days with COVID. Yeah, that is trippy, man. Hopefully, we'll be back soon, sooner than later, man. <laughs> I, saw, I saw you uh, share something. You were like, fuck, I miss shows. I was Hero Boss's uh, latest song. You're like, fuck, I miss shows. Yeah, his his last video really really hit you in the feels. Yeah, man. What what's your favorite type of music? What what type of music you love up with the most? I'm all over the place. To be honest, um my favorite is my favorite stuff is hip hop and jam bands are my favorite. Like Fish is my favorite band. I can believe but, it. <laughs> yeah. Like and now guy. I'm seeing <laughs> and but now I'm seeing more dubstep shows than ever these past few years working with all these guys. You starting to uh were, was that something you were into or just, you know, with working and getting to know the people, something you kind of just got into? I mean, I was sort of, I was sort of, I was sort of into it. I would go to raves growing up while I was in college, going to clubs and stuff. But first, I remember first time I saw Subtronics, uh, if you see Eric Silver, I'll tell you the same story that I had no idea what to expect. Went to the show. He went, we're hanging out. We got dinner, go to the show. He goes on. It's so gnarly. It gives me a headache within a minute. And I left right away. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. Sometimes they can do that to you, man. I, I've been to dubstep shows. I'm like, ah, not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> no, I'm actually having, I'm ha I'm having Eric on the show tomorrow, uh, next week. Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'm trying to diversify, dude. I'm like, fuck it. Let's get a lawyer in this bitch. And yeah, the music business side of this, that's that's what's up. Yeah, make sure I don't say nothing that can be used against me in a court of law. <laughs> Speaking of using things against you in court of law, dude. All right, so, uh, you know, you're working with all these different people, dude. Have you ever run into an, uh, uh, a situation where, like, Twitter has been evidence for something? I don't know. No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, my like, so I, I'm not in the courtroom. So if someone's really getting sued, they're going to hire a civil litigation attorney. Okay. Yeah, okay. so that's why I haven't dealt with that stuff. But, I mean, as far as people being canceled, like, sheesh, 2020, 2020 2021 has been 
full of that. Yeah, so so with the cancellation stuff, like they wouldn't go to like someone like you, they would uh they would go to a, a litigation. See, I'm completely fucking ignorant when it comes to law stuff, dude. I'm just gonna go ahead and let you know. And that's why I'm here, dude. I'm trying to learn a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like trying to Yes. Get, get yeah, I'm not I, yeah, you hire me not to sue people. It's more so to make a deal happen, even if you have to make a compromise happen. But if a compromise isn't happening, I may have to pass something off to a litigation attorney because it's going in a different direction. Got you. So, like, when, when do people, like, when would an artist or anybody in entertainment need somebody like you? Basically, it's more, it's mostly a question of money. Like, I would like, I would like to say get an attorney to review every single contract that you get, but lawyers usually bill by the hour, so it may not be worth it to review your few-page contract for a small release or something. But if you're getting paid in advance, or if it's just a big release, or it's the album that you've already put hours and hours and hours into or thousands of dollars into it's probably worth another couple hundred dollars to hire a lawyer yeah even for like like uh what what about like um like uh not royalties like using other people's samples that's something that i wanted to get and like talk about because i know bauer uh back in the day i saw someone tweet a song uh tweet something one day and they were like just sample whatever you want and release it if they take it down it is what it is and bauer tweeted on it and he was like this happened and i did this and my cheeks got clapped he, yeah i saw that too yeah it was just like so for like sampling stuff and using royalties like how how hard is it to kind of get something taken down so i think of like um like hip-hop songs i've heard eat the booty like groceries many times you know what i'm saying i've heard that in many different songs would you be able to like take that and be like yo they stole this line or, or is it able to just like pretty much claim a line or a sentence and to be your own uh like how does that work yeah as far as copyright infringement if it's like a direct like not just those lyrics but maybe if like they actually took the sample from the song and put it in put it in an electronic song they st they infringe on your copyright no matter how small it's very clear what and, and they I'm go sorry, ahead I'm sorry. no you go ahead i'm not bad i interrupted but then and i think that's what the situation was with bauer it was like the one there's like one line of Spanish and that's from like a super old Latin song. Mm. And he went after it and he said, you owe, you infringed on my copyright. You're making a ton of money from this. And that's sort of like the worst case scenario. Like Bauer didn't get sued for copyright infringement, but he had to give up most like 95% of the profits he was going to make from that song. Just from one line, huh? Yeah. And uh, this happened with, with the juice, the juice for a lucid dream song. I saw that. Oh, wait, who was it? Uh, Yellow Card, right? I think so. I thought it was maybe Nine Inch Nails or something, but either way, they went for they they went for ninety five percent of it and left the kid with five percent. Luckily, that's still a ton. Did, and it, it, did that actually go through? Because I saw that it was like a case, but I didn't know if that one actually if they. Won well, I think that I, I think they I think they just settled on that. Just gave them most of the most of the royalties and get you got to keep the song up because most because. If someone's coming at you for using their sample or a sample of their stuff, they want the money for the most part. They don't want to take the song down because then they won't make money from it. So that's why it's sort of, I'm, I'm of the mentality sort of just let it ride because if they come after you, you'll have to give them a piece, but you knew that from the beginning. Damn. I didn't think about that. I, that is crazy. Yeah. That, I would think that people would want to take the tracks down. Now they just want them. It's all about the money, man. It's all about the money. That's crazy, dude. So they'll yeah, they'll they'll ask for a reasonable fee and a reasonable percentage, but 
that situation with uh, the loot with the juice world that's worst case scenario they want most if not all of it how hard is it to prove something like that you know that you stole something so like i think of songs like um plain jane and slob on my knob dude you know you know you know the song i'm talking about like, slob on my yep. knob and it's like the what is it plain jane it's like those are pretty much the same flow now do you think for something like that cuz you're not using a sample you're using a flow and like a phrasing type of rhythm is something like that you know something you could sue somebody for i mean that's where it gets interesting and there's all these new cases like you may have heard of like the marvin gay versus oh my god i'm blanking versus robin thick uh, the blurred lines case um they say he didn't sample it directly but same vibe like literally that's what they decided on same vibe they copied the vibe and it, and, it, and it worked? Did they actually... And it worked, sued? and they and, and Marvin Gaye's estate sued Robin Thicke for stealing, for copying the vibe, and won it in court. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that is crazy. Especially, like, what about, like, because you think about, like, chord progressions, even vibes. Like, everything is kind of, like, at this point in music, everything is kind of already been done as far as, like, chord progressions go and stuff like that. Totally. Even, even like, I mean, even people get inspired by certain things, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've heard a million rip-offs of Peekaboo and G-Rex's Babatoo Day track, but it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like they're using the exact same sounds, it's like same flow. And so I, I guess it gets a little crazy out there with just uh, that whole law thing. What about, like, for comedians, man, like... You know, because a lot of comedians would get called out for, like, stealing jokes. Now, I know you're usually in the music stuff, but it's still entertainment. Would that be a, a case that you could kind of, like, look at? Would that be something that you'd be interested in? And also, like, stealing jokes, say they had, like, a special out or something and they, like, stole a joke. Do you, like, do you, would you sue and be like, yo, you keep the special, but we're taking all the money from that special? Like, that would be fucking nuts. I mean, so, yeah, something like that. I, I mean, it's sort of tough. It could be tougher to prove infringement on a joke because you have to prove that they took it from you and didn't think of it independently yeah. like to prove that someone really infringed on on your song or whatever and if it doesn't sound it may not sound exactly the same but if you could prove that they had access to your song and stuff it's it, it's easier yeah yeah i think of the south park episode and, and for that uh you watch south park yeah the fish sticks one carl mencia <laughs> took the stole the joke <laughs> yeah how would how would that play out legally? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. My dick don't work, dude. My dick don't work. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no dick. That's one of my favorite yeah. episodes, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dude, um, I saw you share something about like a sunset clause with like Chance's uh manager, like taking X amount of money after he's been fired or whatever. Is that a common mm -hmm. thing? Or is that something that yeah, is that, some, is that something that's common? And talk a little bit about that sunset clause, if, that's even, if I'm even saying the right thing. Yeah, sunset clause. A okay. sunset clause is a typical thing to have in a management contract. It's, you have your management term, they get their managers get their commission during the term. But there's usually a sunset clause, a decreasing amount after the term that they collect, sort of as the payoff of their initial investment of building you up in those first couple of years. They're not making money while they're building you up. So it's sort of their payoff. It's to make up for it, you, they get a little bit of a payoff down the line. Is that common? It's common, definitely. Hmm. But the issue with the Chance the Rapper thing was they had an oral contract. They didn't have anything. They didn't have a signed document. So if they had a signed document, it would be clear. But it's a he said, she said thing. That's that's why that's a whole mess. 
So that's, that ship probably won't hold up, huh? What do you think? I'm curious. Uh, yeah, we don't, I mean, we don't know what sort of evidence they have, but you can prove you had a contract by email, by texts. Oh, like, what are some things that you think that would kind of like, that you would like to see change in a lot of, just kind of making the law side easy, but also kind of making, you know, it easier for all these artists to get paid and just everything work out fine. What, 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 do, you, what do you think? Oh you man, think? that's the, that's the question that everyone's looking into. Because I don't think any of this not paying people, it's it very rarely is it ever intentional or ever like really bad faith. It's usually because people are busy with just handling other things. Like in electronic music, most of these artists run labels are literally run by the artist and their manager. So if they're busy with a release for that artist, he may not have time to handle the small artists who are assigned to him. So that's like the question. How do you make, I don't know, how do you make everything worthwhile? That's why people are looking into these technology options of blockchain and all that sort of stuff. How do you automate? How do you automate everything? And then, if, and then there's the issue of metadata across all the streaming platforms, and how do you register the music and get all the royalties? There's just so many things that are a mess about the music industry. I kind of bummed myself out right there. No, nah, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> curious about it. Like, have there been anything new that has come out that has kind of, you know, made things easier, or has it gotten worse? It's sort of getting more complicated with all the digital platforms like TikTok. How do you get those royalties from TikTok? Especially when people main, that. I've wondered about. I generally that. don't. I generally don't know the answer. So if we could find someone who does, I would love to talk to them. Yeah, I mean, I was just curious about your point of view. Yeah, that's a big thing. I was always wondering, like, how are these? Like, some of these TikToks straight up fucking blow up, and that'd be sick if, if an artist could get paid for that shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure. I think you get your publishing royalties, but still, what about the rest? What about the master royalties? Isn't that one? Isn't that one of the things that Vine was kind of fucking up with? Like, it was just. You couldn't monetize things on Vine, or I—I I mean, I don't know, but maybe that's. I don't know the answer. Yeah, right on, dude. I don't—I don't remember. Yeah, what like um? Because I think of like how money, how the money is distributed now. Like back in the day, it used to be, you know, you sold your records, you sold your CDs, and now, and I felt like the power was kind of like in the into in the label's hands more or so, because it was like you want to get your label, your song or album out there, you need the label but now it's like i feel like that's changed to where now spotify kind of holds like that hand in it really hard and i feel like mm -hmm. it's actually gotten worse for artists because it's like used to you could sell albums and you'd make your money off selling albums and stuff like that now it's like you're getting money for a stream and it's not even close to like selling a, a song or an album uh, totally uh, t uh i guess my yeah, my perspective, that's true, of course. Artists are getting paid 0.001 cents per stream, which is, which is whack, undeniable. But I, also, but I still think artists have more power than ever. Like, I'm very anti-label, anti if you couldn't tell by our conversation. 100%. Like, I, like, if you are in a position where you can invest just a little bit behind your own music, you'll most likely do a better job than the label will do for you. But... Specifically in electronic, a lot of the times it's about just getting the cosign from that artist and then getting on his tour and stuff. And if that's the case, then that's just a totally different sort of thing. Yeah, I will say like in my experience, all of my like biggest tracks have been self-releases. But I do like releasing with like I'm, I'm a Wakan artist and I like releasing with them because they actually take care of me. But also it's a, like a, it's like a family community type thing. And that's just like, you know, like a crew. You know what I mean? Like that. That's the thing that you get out of it. Usually like you feel like a part of something, you know? Totally. 
Yeah, totally. But that's that's rare. Even if you look at these labels, who's keeping it like a family situation versus signing tons and tons of tracks? Has there been like, I know there's been like somewhat of a push to kind of get artists paid, you know, for their music. I know people like Bandcamp does a really good job at that, and I see you support Bandcamp on your Twitter all the time. I just feel like Spotify is just giving us less and less. Is there like a a suit that could be pushed on that is there anything like from a law a law stance that could be done (laughs) you know what i mean like anything oh man i mean god i wish i wish there was something to do i was even uh i was tweeting about this last night the big hip-hop producer sunny digital uh was he was bringing up this idea of a producer's union like how do we protect producers from not getting paid because i hear so many countless stories of just people not getting paid because they don't know what to do. They don't know that they need a lawyer just for whatever reason, but how could you act like, how would that work logistically? Because there's so many people who would work for free and take the gig and don't want to mess up their relationships. It's really, it's complicated. It is complicated. Especially as Spotify is, is also owned by all the major labels own a stake of Spotify. So you're going up against like the Titans of the music industry. Big, big, big tight, big suits, man. Big suits. How many suits you own, dude? Being a lawyer, man, for real. How many suits you got? How many suits do I have? Yeah. Oh, I, I got. I went from zero to five suits in my first uh, couple of years. How long have you been? Lawyer? But now I, I wear less. I wear less suits than ever now. I'm. I've been a lawyer for five years now. Oh, nice, nice. And are you wearing less just because you're not like? All right, kind of talk me through this. So, so back before COVID. Did you have artists like coming to you like meet face to face or was a lot of this already going through the internet and just doing law stuff but just sending contracts over and stuff like that or were you actually yeah. sitting down with po- people? I mean, I have clients all over the place, actually all over the world. A lot of my clients are these hip hop producers based in Europe, based based in yeah, based all over the world and um so yeah, I still haven't met most of my clients face to face, which is very weird. We've done a lot of work together. <laughs> Dude, that's I, if I dude if I was gonna be a hip hop lawyer, bro, I'd try to find like some of the skill like because there's some like scary ass rappers out there. You know what I'm saying? On some thug shit. That yeah. those are those I feel like would be interesting to represent on some stuff, man. Yeah, I mean I have a few artist clients. It's uh, definitely a lot more interesting. These, these producers are nerds for the most part, so they're easy to deal with. Yeah, for 100, percent dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm a little. Um, I'm a little silly, but I'm definitely a sound nerd. That that, that is for sure, man. T- totally. Yeah, you sit in front of the computer all day. That's it. And now I'm, I'm sitting in front of a computer still when I'm not even working on music, dude. <laughs> uh, so, like, uh, what, what's your favorite type of suit, man? How tight you got that bitch? How tight you got that bitch? This thing's so tight on me. I'm going to be honest. I think I might have gained yeah, a little like, weight. I might have gained a little look, weight during COVID. <laughs> it looks like your prom suit or something. High school no, prom right there. I got it from my dad's... Uh, or was it my dad's wedding? Yeah, it was my dad's wedding. And this is the only suit I own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't need a suit in your line of work. Maybe I do, man. Like, honestly, I'd like to see a fucking dubstep DJ rocking out in the tux every single night. It's like, <laughs> I mean, you see, like, Diplo in his outfits. Like, he, he'll, but he doesn't wear suits. He'll wear, like, like $5,000 cowboy gear. And it's like, that's some drip. Yeah. Dude, can you drip? I know, I know it's professional a, a lot of the times, but can you like drip yourself out like a little bit, like wear like a chain or something, or or like uh, get like some of those nice ass little uh, button things, whatever they're called, C- cufflinks, cufflinks, dude. Yeah, cuff it up. 
Oh man, someone hit me on Instagram a few months ago and it was, said, if I'm ever in LA, they'll make me a grill. That was, that's like when I really felt like I made it. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I gotta, I gotta get that. You just at the fish concert with your grill in, just fucking jamming <laughs> out. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's cuffing season, dude. You gotta get me some of those, bro. That's what they call them. For real, like, could you walk into a courtroom, like, diamond up, like, with some diamond cufflings and, like, diamond earrings, or is that probably, like, ah, you don't want to do that? No, you want to keep low-key. You want you don't want to get the attention of, of the judge. Got you. Got you don't you. want them thinking about your what you're wearing at all. Really? Or unless it's just a dope, regular, professional suit. Do you enjoy That's taking a t- Yeah, it's taking a risk coming in with the diamonds. That's true. I don't know, dude. If I'm a judge, I'm like, damn, bro, this guy's kind of he's flexing on me. I like this guy's energy. He went for it. He (laughs) He really went for it. And then he starts out, and then he goes and gets one of those like gold hammers. Or dude, imagine like a G'd out judge. That'd be kind of cool, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, if I yeah, if I'm if I'm a judge, I'm wearing nothing under those robes. Dude, yeah, just let let the wind get out there, man. That'd be kind of cool. I'd like I'd like like a like a uh, a G'd out judge. Like he's got a gold hammer and like a. you know, his, his his he's not even wearing glasses. He's just wearing shades. So he's like playing. Po- he's like hearing the cases, but he's keeping a poker face. So he just doesn't let you know how it's going. <laughs> I know this is ridiculous. I'm just like, yeah, making it up, man. <laughs> just yeah, it's funny. Dude. It's just funny how different being a lawyer can be. Like, I think it's equally ridiculous. These lawyers out in courtrooms and stuff. My life is nothing like that. Was your like like life like out of the courtroom, dude? <laughs> it's spent writing emails writing strongly worded emails is a lot of what i do what do you enjoy to do at, uh, out of that out of the uh, music what do you enjoy doing dude i miss i miss going to shows for sure uh going to shows most nights pre before covid now getting into exercise and playing outside and i'm actually down in miami currently so hitting the beach nice you 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 live there now, or are you just visiting? Or I actually escaped. I'm usually in New York. I escaped the winter. I'm just down here for a month. Bro, that's just what to... I'm trying to do, man. I live in Louisiana, and whenever it's when it's summertime, I want to get the hell out of here, dude. Oh man, summer there, yeah, I'm sure it's. Ugh. <laughs> Is there? There's like this. There's a certain point throughout the year. It's like every single year around like August. I'm like, fuck, I want to move, and it's just because it's just been so fucking hot the entire year time dude so yeah i'm trying to get on that on that on that uh on that uh my brother is like i said he he went to law school and he's kind of he's like a big conspiracy guy though so he's always looking at like really weird conspiracy guys but i got him to send me a question that maybe you would uh think about what do you think about the uh, digital millennial millennium copyright act and what exactly is that do you know what that is the digital millennium copyright act uh yeah, I mean that's that's the thing that it allows uh, that like YouTube uses to uh, take down your music and stuff, and you have to. Uh, it's it's basically a process for how to deal with copyright management on like digital platforms, and it says that you can't sue, you can't sue um, what's it called? Inter- you can't sue ISPs, you can't sue the companies, you can't sue YouTube and Spotify and stuff as long as. You can't sue them for putting up uh, infringing material as long as they take it down when you tell them. So if I want music taken down from Spotify, I send Spotify a note, they take it down, I can't sue Spotify. That's what it says. How do you feel about it? (laughs) 
I feel good about it. I mean, there's certain nuances that like, does it really offer protection for artists and stuff because they're the ones who are Spotify is really assisting with a lot of this. Like they don't, they, they need a system for making sure music has the permission to yeah. go on there. Yeah. Um, where, where are you trying to take this? You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, you, you've been doing it for five years. Is there like, what, what is something like a big goal that you have as a lawyer? You know what I mean? Like maybe it's a certain artist that you want to work with. Maybe it's like a certain deal you want to help someone with. Like what's a big like thing for you that you just would love to see happen in your time of doing lawyery? My goal is to build my practice, start hiring more people so I can take on more clients and build up my business. But as far as what I want to work on, I would just say bigger artists, bigger deals, record deals, multi-album, multi-million dollar deals. I know there's like but, attorney client privilege thing. So I want to ask like specifics, but like who are some like artists that you were a fan of that you've gotten to work with or who's somebody that you would love to work with? Oh man. So a lot of the dubstep people I worked with because after I was, so I was a promoter while I was in law school. I just randomly got into it. Another law school kid came to me and said, let's just, let's try throwing a show. We did. It went pretty well. Ended up doing a weekly show down in Miami. Every It was every Wednesday from like 2012 through 2014. We did a lot of like dubstep stuff. It was down in Miami. So it didn't do well. It wasn't like bottle service club stuff, but God, who do we have? We had like uh yeah, I mean, one that comes to mind, we had, like, Hero Bus there in, like, twenty early 2013. It did, like, not well, but we sort of, like, became friends with after that, which was cool. Uh, did, like, early Space Jesus, early Break Science around that time. Yeah. Did you work with any of those? Like, who are some people that, you, that you've worked with that you were like, oh, hell yeah, let's get it? I mean, I'm – are people – like, I got to work with people who – I saw in concert and like, I'm a fan of a lot. Um, God, I'm blanking all my clients. I have so, so many clients who just reach out like every once in a while that uh, I have to like, go through my list. <laughs> I'm like really blanking of uh, God. I mean, AC Slater reached out to me recently and uh, helped him with something and saw him in concert multiple times back in the day. Dude, AC Slater is the fucking man. Yeah, he's so good, man. Those are some of the best sets. That's awesome. Hey, like, yeah. who who are some artists that you would love to work with? More jam band artists, Fish, but yeah. they also Fish. I mean, that's number one, obviously. Fish, Humphreys, McGee, stuff like that. But they don't need a lawyer that often. They're just doing their shows, those big shows, and that's pretty much their whole business at this point. Yeah, you staying really busy? Are you busier than normal right now? You staying pretty busy? I'm busier than normal, but it's because I work with people in hip hop and hip hop isn't affected by no live shows one way or the other. They never really relied on that. Really? So these songs are still coming out at full speed. Man, my release radar has just gotten shitty. I'm going to be real, dude. On Spotify, I feel like every week my release radar, I feel like less dope people are releasing music right now. And I know there's dope people releasing music and I'm saying... I'm not saying that there aren't. I'm just saying Spotify ain't doing a good job fucking finding them for me. But yeah, hip hop hadn't slowed down at all. I yeah, not from what I can tell. I mean, what have you been seeing, dude? I don't even. I've been seeing. I don't know, dude. I've been see. I saw the Saints lost lose last night, and that's what I saw. It wasn't. It wasn't fun, man. I'll be real. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. was rough. Yeah, it was rough. Um, are you a football fan? Yeah. Hell yeah. Dolph Dolphins fan. I'm from. I grew up in South Florida. Dude, what do you think of the rumors about uh they're gonna trade Tua 
and a first round pick for Deshaun Watson. That's a rumor on the street. I would love that to be honest, but I also have faith in Tua. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. But you know what Deshaun can do. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be incredible. That would be gnarly, dude. Let me ask you this, and this might be, um, you know, with being going through law school, and I know it's a long process and it ain't an easy process. Was it worth it? Is there something else you would like to do? Like, is the payoff good? And also, a second part question to this is like, I know from my brother, he had to take out hella fucking loans and shit, and you know, he's just in hella debt. Was that something you had to do, or and 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 is it pay it off? Is is what I'm basically asking. Is it something else you'd want to do, and then has it paid off? I think it's totally paid off. But so I've been on my so I've been a lawyer for five years. I worked for somebody else before going on my own for two years. But sort of this is the first year where it's like really taken off, and yeah, I'm like really full going full speed. Did it? So. Like, the cabinet, like I say that when I first went on my own, I had to build my client base. I, had to, I was doing a lot of reaching out to people and building it up. Um, but now my client, my book of business is totally full. And now the amount of money I'm making, it just totally paid off. Fuck yeah, dude. That makes me happy, <laughs> dude. That's what I'm talking about. Go yeah. to school, get it paid off, do what the fuck you want to do. If you weren't doing law, what would you do? Oh, God. I've, if I wasn't doing music stuff, I could easily be a regular lawyer. I mean... It's, I mean, it's all interesting stuff. It's all problem solving. So it was all much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. But this, like, criminal law and stuff, it's much more intense than what I do. Like, I don't know if I can handle that sort of thing. Yeah, that'd be fucked up, bro. I feel yeah. like I've, I, I, I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who've done, like, divorcing and stuff. And divorce lawyering actually sounds a little entertaining. I'm going to be honest. Because it's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to get this bitch. Or, like, he's such a fucking asshole. Like, that's some of the stuff, bro. They're that's like, oh, some God. of them. But so at this, at this first job I had, it was a bunch of small firms, like, sharing a big law office. So I actually sat across from divorce lawyers. That sounded miserable. Some of them, some of them are the stories that you were saying, but just hearing these defeated people... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's for that's. That was that's, rough. Yeah, I could I could see that being a little rough, man. He he sent me another question. Um, he said, "What state would he use in a choice of law cause in a record label contract, and why? And if one is used more commonly in a major label contracts, I don't know. I don't know what that question means. So if you can explain what that question is and what, what your answer would be to it." Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a real law school question right there. Mm. So in every, in every contract you have at the very, in like the bottom boilerplate stuff where it's not talking about the money or anything, there's a part that says this contract is subject to California law, New York law. I mean, those are the two most common because that's where most of the entertainment industry is. Mm. So most of the lawsuits have taken place there. So they've like really developed the law, but I mean, 99.9% of the time, it's it, like, none of that's going to come into play. Because the contracts are just for how much money and when are you going to pay me? So as long as they do that, you don't need. It doesn't matter what state we're talking about. So you you, you don't have one that you would pick. New York or California is the answer for what's most common, but yeah, I think it really doesn't matter. Dude, what about so? Uh, is there like something in place to where like if a nightclub pays your song, or is there something to where like you're, if there's a a, a nightclub playing music are those royalties is there's like something they have to pay like a month or something to be able to do shit like that so i think you're talking about ascap and bmi like blanket public performance royalties so 
so all artists should be members, or at least in the U.S., should be members of ASCAP or BMI, the two public performance organizations. And basically, they charge bars a, a thousand bucks a year to allow them to play any song from the BMI repertoire. And then they will, and then they'll, BMI will include that thousand bucks in the pot and divide it by how many times your song was played. How do they keep up with shit like that? Like how your song was played? So <laughs> that's a real specific question. That's and and gets into like a, all sorts of back alley stuff. Basically, it's like a it's a sample. It's like how they uh, how they do like cable ratings is they just pick like a certain time and how many how many times your song played during that time, even though it could have totally changed. Hey man, I like I like a good back alley every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Back alley questions, yeah. back alley parties. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Some they can be a little scary, but sometimes there is a party in the back alley. <laughs> I got it's dumb as I don't know how to All right, I know, I know, dude. Look, man. I mean, it's been it's been interesting talking to you, man. I just wanted to fucking like pick your brain and and see what's up, see how like what the music law of of it's like, and you know, kind of what your day to day is doing, and and kind of the common shit that the lawyers do, man. I, I I'm so ignorant with that shit, like. So that's something I wanted to kind of ask you, man. Awesome. Uh, one more question, man. How 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 um how long? How many times do you have to take the bar? <laughs> I failed the bar once. I had to take it a second time. I know in some states there's like a uh, cutoff. Like it's like you can only take it three times in the state, and then you're fucked. Oof. Good. I mean, good thing I didn't have to look into that. <laughs> right. Right. So I know um, if you do law in different states, don't you have to take the bar in that state? Right. Yep. Yeah, that's what the bar is. You have to take the bar. If I want to move to California, I technically would have to take the bar out there. But you're able to have clients that are in California, and there's no, there's no, nothing. So entertainment do. law gets sort of weird with that. So that's technically the rule. But like we're like I was saying before, with most of the stuff I deal with, it's usually how much money and when. So that's not really getting into like the legal issues of each state. Yeah. So. I don't know. Most of entertainment law or just tra transactional, like non-litigation law, sort of gets gray with that across the board. Dude, if there was like a, uh, if they're playing your music in a porno, do you think like they could hit you? Uh, someone like me could hit you up. Like if I heard my song in a porno, I could hit you up and be like, "Yo, dude, that's that's my track." They have to clear that totally. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna keep searching and seeing if my music's in porn anywhere. So. <laughs> there is. I'm gonna hit you up, Daddy. You feel me? Keep searching. All right, dude. Well, look, what what's what you got coming up, man? What 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 uh, what's this year looking like for you on on the way out? Well, I know it's the beginning of the year, but like you know, what's what's some goals you got for this year? Uh, goal. My goal is just build build the practice, build the business because the clients are all doing well. Just how to how can I work with more of them? Sick, dude. Well, look, before I let you go, I want to know, is there any advice right now that you'd give to people out there, artists or people out there becoming lawyers, trying to get into that whole side of it, promoters, venues, labels? What advice do you have to give to everybody from your experience? Oh, my God. <laughs> that, was, that was a general question. I, I want it, though. Uh, I guess my number one piece of advice for artists and, and people watching like that would be to look at your – Look at your contracts that you sign. Try to understand them. You, like, you may not need a lawyer, but take the time to understand them. Don't sign them without reading it. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, David, look, Adam, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. It's been interesting. 
and uh, I will I will talk to you soon, man. If anyone out there needs a lawyer, man, for for some for some contracts or some music shit, this is guy. He'll fight for you. Yep, www.acfriedmanlaw.com. A-C-F-R-E-E-D-M-A-N-L-A-W.com. Well, you're the man, dude. I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show, dude. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, I know where I'm going if I need some help one day, man. I appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks for having me, and we'll talk soon. Later, buddy. All right, bye. And that was a damn free man, if you broke his name down. A damn free man. But shout out that guy coming on the podcast, man, talking to my dumb ass. Um... I felt I, I felt kind of dumb half that conversation because I didn't know what I was talking about, and he did. But that's what you would want out of a lawyer. You want somebody smart who knows what they're talking about. And I know if I need an entertainment lawyer, he's gonna be the guy I call, man. Uh, but yeah, man, that was also a reality check. I'm glad I didn't get into any type of professional business thing because, man, I'd be fucked. <laughs> I'd be fucked, man. But it was cool to get, you know, learn a little, little bit from that guy. A little bit of the law side of thing, his perspective on shit. So I appreciate him coming on the show. And I'm going to get it together this week, dude. You know, I've been a little bitch over a damn sport. I ain't ever played. And I'm going to get it together, man. You got to decide to get it together, and I'm going to do that. So next week, I'm going to be fucking holly jolly, bro. Now we'll see y'all next week. We got a cool episode next week, dude. I won't be wearing a suit. I know y'all might miss that. I know I look sharp as hell in the suit. I do. I look sharp as fuck. Your boy can clean up. But I'll see y'all next week, man. We got a cool episode. I appreciate everybody. Everybody. Everybody in the club sucking dick. All right. Later, y'all. Bye.